1: What's up guys? Welcome to another episode of the No Gimmicks Podcast. I'm your humble host as always, Brady Leonard. Hopefully you guys are having a fantastic week. Uh, Great show for you today. I was joined by my brother Greg Price. Always a great time talking to Greg. Um, We broke down this monstrosity of a spending bill that Congress is about to pass this week. Uh, We went through the latest uh, Twitter files uh, with some very damning stuff uh, in there about the FBI and the Pentagon. Um, And a bunch of other stuff. I think you guys will enjoy it. Quick programming note, ladies and gentlemen, before I get to Greg. uh, This is my last podcast of the year. I'm taking the week between Christmas and New Year's off. But I will be back uh, usual time on Monday, January 2nd. I hope you guys have a very Merry Christmas uh, And guys real quick if you haven't already please follow us on Twitter at no please subscribe on iTunes SoundCloud uh, Spotify wherever you get your podcast make sure you to make sure to subscribe and if you're an Apple user, uh, please take a few seconds to leave us a five- star rating and a good review I'd really appreciate that and if you like the show and want to get involved you can support us over on patreon patreon.com/ the No gimmicks podcast right Without further ado, the great Greg Price all right guys we're here with my brother greg price greg how you been man
0: been good good to be back on with you
1: absolutely brother so a lot to get to as always um we got to start with this spending bill the senate is about to pass a 1.7 trillion dollar omnibus bill this is an absolute monstrosity um you know going through it this morning it's 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 never good when things are worse than I expect them to be, considering I hate government in all its forms. But, I mean, this is this is absolutely terrible. I mean, it blows up the deficit even further, obviously, you know, saddles future generations with even more debt. We, we know that already. But there's nothing good in this for Republicans at all. I mean, it's a Democrat's wet dream. But Mitch McConnell, for some reason, he just can't help himself. I mean, any chance these hacks have to stab their own voters in the back, they're going to take it. And... The worst of it is all they have to do, if they want to avoid a government shutdown, which I love me a government shutdown, but if if your goal is to avoid that, just pass a continuing resolution and let the new GOP majority in the House negotiate with the Democrats. There's absolutely no reason to pass this. There's no reason. Strategically, it makes no sense to pass this now, but people like McConnell are not on our side. They always side with the Democrats because they agree with most of the Democrat agenda.
0: Yeah, you're right. And like, you know, well, first of all, you know, Merry Christmas. We're getting our yearly Christmas gift from uh, the United States Congress, which is a massive spending bill that was that that was written by lobbyists behind closed doors and special interests and released in the middle of the night that they're going to vote on without reading. Um, so that, we're pretty used to that at this point. That's ha- that happens basically every year. But the fact that, as you said, Mitch McConnell is going along with it now the fact that he's going to pass this bill that this awful bill full of a bunch of crap that is going to fund the government through next september before republicans the new Rep- republican majority even comes in it's it's so ridiculous in every possible way we worked hard to flip the house we have power now we're going to have power in just a couple of weeks and when and, you, and when you have power over the budget You are you can force concessions out of Democrats and out of the Biden administration on key issues. You know, with the Republican majority with the Republican majority negotiating over the budget, Republicans could say to Joe Biden, we are not giving you a penny for anything you want unless you stop the invasion on our border. But McConnell doesn't want that. Instead, he's going to just pass this bill that funds the government through September and takes away a massive leverage point for the new incoming GOP majority. It's truly disgraceful.
1: Yeah, I mean, that's absolutely right. And I'm just trying, like, you know, devil's advocate. What is, I mean, is there, besides McConnell just being a snake in the grass that he is, is there any, like, I'm trying to think, is there any legitimate reason? Because there's like 20, what, 15 or 20 uh GOP senators that or maybe it was 12 maybe it was 12 GOP senators voted to to move this process along why like what like what are they telling themselves like what is their staff telling them like when they could just wait literally 2 weeks and we have a GOP majority in the house like what like
0: well to 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 paraphrase Ilhan Omar it's all about the earmarks baby <laughs> like the, like in in a bill like this you're going to have you know millions of dollars worth of earmarks that are going to Parti- you know their particular states, and like if they fought to get particular earmarks in there that go to their states, then they're going to vote for it no matter what. But it's all just earmarks and pork. That's why they support it, even though it's all crap.
1: I have to list just a few. I mean, there are thousands of earmarks in this bill. Um, it would take weeks to read, <laughs> I mean, literally. Um, but I, I just have to list a few of these just humdingers that are in here, you know a, a few of these points that are in this bill that Mitch McConnell loves so much. Three million for the LGBTQ plus museum in New York City, sixty-five million for the salmon fishery, four hundred uh, and ten billion. This is this is just this kills me, man. Four hundred and ten million for border control in Egypt, Jordan, Lebanon, Oman, and Tunisia, while prohibiting U.S. border control for get, from getting any of this money. You literally can't make this up, man. Millions for a building named after Nancy Pelosi. Three point six million for the quote unquote Michelle Obama trail, whatever that is, five hundred grand for anti racist training, and of course, you know, the big one, forty seven billion uh for Ukraine.
0: I mean, yeah, it's it's all crap. Like the You forgot they're naming they're gonna name a federal building after Nancy Pelosi was another one. Also they're building they're building the FBI a new headquarters. You know, we've been really angry at the FBI lately. For all of you know, the corruption that's been coming out in the Twitter files about how they rig elections and whatnot, and they're going to be rewarded with the brand new headquarters. And it also, it also increases funding to the FBI. It increases funding to the ATF. It increases funding to the DOJ. It's giving the DOJ a boost of about like two hundred a, a billion dollars for to hire new prosecutors to go after for the purpose of going after January sixth defendants even harder than they already are. Um, you know, it's 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 just it's a, it's a horrible bill. It's full of crap. And again, it's going to take away a major leverage point for the House majority coming in, um, which is why, you know, all these you know Republicans in the House have essentially been threatening to kill all of the legislation of any Republican senator that votes for it, which is the way to go. Yeah. And Perfect. like you have and the fact that but the fact that like McConnell is out there saying that this is a win. Like, he's going out there saying that all – he said, quote, all of our priorities, we got into this. Like, whose priorities are you talking about here, Mitch? And, like, the fact that he says that f- assistance to Ukraine is now the number one issue for most Republicans, yeah. like, it's so – it's ridiculous. Like, the whole thing is – like, these people – we're never going to have a successful America First Party as long as Mitch McConnell is still in charge in the Senate. We're just never going to.
1: No. No. No, I mean, he'll do anything to, to prevent that from happening. And we're look, with Ukraine, I mean, we're approaching $100 billion already to Ukraine, with no end in sight.
0: We're over $100 billion after this passes.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, and there's no off-ramp, you know. The, the Biden regime is actively discouraging the Ukrainians from negotiating with Russia. I mean, they're trying to prolong this war. Thomas Massey pointed out on Twitter this morning that $100 billion, I mean, that, that boils down to $200 million per congressional district. I mean, Greg, what what could your district do with 200 million? I you know I know mine could use it. Like, damn, Toledo's falling apart over here. There's potholes everywhere. How about 200 million to a West Virginia district to combat the opioid crisis? How about 200 million to each southern border district to help stop the flood of illegal immigrants crossing the border? Nope, war. <laughs> no, can't do that. We can't we can't we can't fix American infrastructure or secure the border or, or help save American lives. No, we need to fund war. I mean, McConnell's an absolute disgrace. I mean, the absolute nerve that this guy has to claim that funding this war is what, you know, the majority of Republicans care about most. No, no Republican, no Republicans outside of Congress believe that. Like, no one outside of Washington, D.C. believes that. Just Mitch and his buddies. I mean, it's an absolute disgrace.
0: Yeah, it's it's completely insane. And, like— the median voter probably is like rooting for ukraine to win obviously sure, but course. but doesn't support all of these blank checks that we are giving to the ukrainian government all of, most of which are probably not even going to funding a war effort but are probably just ending up you know in the pockets of a bunch of corrupt international elites because ukraine is essentially the country they go to to launder money for themselves and so nobody nobody supports this but like but it's going to pass even you know so, yeah, there's, there's, there's nothing we can do, which is quite unfortunate.
1: Yeah. I mean, there's something we could do in two weeks, you know, <laughs> and I, I just can't get past it, man. I can't get past, what an absolute slap in the face. Yeah. And to like their and, own and, voters.
0: I and, know. And, and, and this is the same guy who's going out there saying that, you know, the, the biggest reason we lost in this midterm election was, quote unquote, candidate quality. And it's like if, if we're going to talk about candidate quality, Mitch McConnell has the lowest approval rating of any politician in America. I'm pretty sure herpes has a higher approval rating than Mitch McConnell at this point. And, you know, Mitch Mitch McConnell was out there in the midterms trashing our own candidates, taking away funding from America First candidates and giving them to people like Lisa Murkowski. And he was out there, you know, you know, he he's, he's out he, he, and he just and he cares. He just cares more about at this point in his career about keeping himself in power than actually fighting for the voters who elected him and elect and vote for Republicans. He, only, he, he would rather have the GOP be a minority party forever than, than do anything that, that in any way risks him losing power.
1: I mean, like, the only, so, the only thing you can say, the only thing you could possibly say at this point defending Mitch McConnell is, like, remember six years ago, almost seven years ago now, when he had the, you know, the gambit, the Mitch's gambit, when he, after Antonin Scalia died, Scalia died, I believe it was January or February of 2016. So yeah. obviously that, that was a great political move to, to hold that seat hostage, and that helped, you know, drag Trump over the finish line, help Republicans win a bunch of seats, and it ended up working out. That was like seven years ago. Like, what has he done since? I mean, he's done absolutely nothing. I mean, they got the Trump. Tax cuts passed, but any majority leader would. I mean, every Republican was on board with that, and even some Democrats were on board with that. Anybody could have gotten that done. That wasn't Mitch. It's like, what? Man, January 2016. (laughs) Like, we're almost to January 2023, guys. he's, He's outlived his usefulness. Like, this man has done nothing for the party, for the American right. He's done nothing in almost seven years. He's done nothing productive at all.
0: No, and like Schumer has basically at the, already at this point appointed as many judges as McConnell was was getting through. He hasn't done McConnell the Supreme Court, obviously. Right. But like, but I guess Democrats just expect a little bit more out of their out of their leaders th- than we do. And like that that's all the the McConnell defenders. Whenever you criticize him like this, they go back and point out how he held that seat open, and it's like, okay, he did his job. That's what he was supposed to do, and that that's good. But like. Dude, you're like old, you're old as shit. You've been in government longer than most people have been alive. You are you have you are so on. He, he's the most unpopular. Literally the most unpopular. He has a seven percent approval rating. The most like the like that is impressive to have an to have an approval rating that bad. And it's like and it's just like you said, like just retire, dude. Like you're all you want is to stay in power. And the fact that only ten Republicans in the Senate voted against him when they voted for leaders, like, 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 why? Like, what? what is the point of, of keep of, of continuing to give this man so much power over our party? There's zero point to do it. and There's zero point to keep
1: defending him. Like, man, if we were winning, it would be one thing. I mean, if if Republicans won the Senate, we had 54 Senate seats right now. Then I could get over some of the some of the nonsense from Mitch McConnell. But it's like it's not—we're not even winning elections. <laughs> like, we're not getting any of our agenda through, and we're not even winning elections to begin with. It's like, what are you doing? Like, what? why? Like, what purpose do you serve at this point? And, like, you know, going back to his comment about how the war in Ukraine is the top priority for Republicans— And no, dude, if if McConnell cared about the priorities of Republican voters, or if he cared about the American people more generally— He'd be calling to abolish the FBI. I'd say that's what's on the mind of most Republicans right now, or at least defund or audit the FBI. That's what matters to Republicans, not the Ukraine war. I mean, we've seen through the Twitter files, man, that the FBI, they they are an organization that exists specifically at this point to harass and destroy Republicans and to help get Democrats elected. I mean, they, they literally deputized Twitter and made them an arm of the DNC. I mean, the, the FBI is an evil, vindictive pet project of the Democrat Party. Okay, like that—that's my focus: is destroying this evil organization. My goodness, I mean, like the, the FBI is a much greater threat to my freedoms than Russia is, by any objective standard.
0: Yeah, McConnell just does not understand what time it is. Like, if he, like, yeah, you're right about the FBI, and it's also like we have a literal invasion going on on our southern border. Like, he yes. cares more about defending the borders of a country halfway across the world. If he were a real leader, which he is not, but if he were, he would, he would, he would have said to Joe Biden, I am not, nothing you want, all of your bills are dead on arrival in the Senate, unless you stop the invasion on our border. Instead, he gives him wins on gun control and he gives him wins on the fake infrastructure bill that doesn't actually fund any infrastructure. And, and and again, you're, you're right. Like the folk, no Republican cares about giving about continuing to give blank checks to ukraine we care about our own country we care about you know the opioid crisis we care about out of control intel agencies we care about the border we you know we care about decline of families in america and mcconnell doesn't understand this he's an old school neocon republican running in a running a party in 2022 that has moved past him and like have you ever once heard mitch mcconnell say hey, what the FBI did in the, during the 2020 election is disgraceful. Has he, like, said anything about the Twitter files that have come out showing that they rigged the election no. for Joe Biden? No, he hasn't said a word about it because he supports
1: it. He does. Yeah. I mean, that that's the bottom line. Just a side note here on the FBI stuff. I know you don't care about these people because you're not a libertarian, but I just have to bring this up. I have to. Re- Reason Magazine this morning, I actually did audibly laugh when I saw— this headline from reason magazine and like, you know, reason magazine is to libertarianism. What like David French is to conservatism, you know, like everybody hates reason. They're just like complete hacks, controlled opposition, but this, this and actually bankrolled
0: did... by a porn director. That's right. Back.
1: That's right. No less. But dude, you got to check out this headline, man. You probably didn't see it because they literally get like three retweets per tweet. I mean like, dude, you, you literally just like talk shit and just tweet out videos of Democrats saying stupid stuff, and you have, like, 50 times the engagement of Reason magazine. (laughs) Like, they just—nobody cares. But, like, just check—dude, this headline is just incredible. Quote, Instead of spending billions on a new facility, the FBI should embrace remote work. (laughs) Wait, what? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, guys. That's the problem with the FBI the spending on the new building it's like dude like the fbi is essentially a domestic terrorist organization i'm like dude 12 fbi agents tricked two mentally ill homeless people into saying they wanted to kidnap the governor of michigan when they didn't even want to 14 people involved 12 were fbi agents like these people are wicked these people should be in prison christopher ray all the way down they should be in cuffs man and Reason Magazine is like they should they should embrace remote work instead of build, what? No, they, abolish the FBI, burn the headquarters down, and salt the earth where it once stood. Like just pathetic. And I, I know they're they're not important. It's probably not even worth my time crapping on Reason Magazine. Fun, but sure. it's just hilarious, man. It's it, these people are pathetic.
0: Yeah, or like at the very least, like the actual way to to take apart the FBI is to completely, dis- and as with most out of control departments in D.C., is just completely decentralize it. If you're not going to abolish it, at least like decentralize it out of D.C. The biggest problem, the reasons a lot of these agencies like the FBI and the ATF and the IRS, the reason they become so big and so powerful and so corrupt is because of how of the centralization in Washington, D.C. allows them to become that. Um, like, and like, there's no excuse for Republicans anymore to not go after the FBI no. when, when they have power. We now have power in the house. We have to go after these out of control. Like they're, they're completely out of control at this point. They're yes. like, we literally learned last week that the CIA almost certainly murdered an American president yeah. 50 years ago. Yep. Like th- these, th- this is a government within a government. Like, are we, is this the democracy that, that Democrats say is, is, is on the line? Like, the the FBI and the CIA are bigger threats to democracy than anything else in America.
1: Yes, they, than, than they ignore
0: f- school shootings. Yes, they don't respond to tips about mass shooters. They but at the same time they rig elections, organize the kidnapping of governors. Like this is this is an out of control rogue government agency that needs to be destroyed and de- de- decentralized and or destroyed.
1: Yes, they're and they're we- more of a threat than true. Russia. They're more of a threat than the Chinese Communist Party. They're more of a threat than climate change. They're more of a, th- of a threat than just about anything to our individual liberties. I mean, if Mitch McConnell was worth his salt, if he had any balls, if he cared about his party at all, he would say, fine, you want 47 more billion for Ukraine? Take it out of the FBI budget. Whatever you send to Ukraine, take it out of the FBI budget. There you go. You can, sp- you can give hundreds of billions to Ukraine, but you've got to take it out of the FBI budget. If he, was, if he, if he knew what he was doing at all, that would be the starting point to the negotiation. Yeah, but he's not going to do that
0: because he he supports the FBI rigging the election for Joe Biden. He supports the FBI raiding Donald Trump's home. And if, if Trump does actually get indicted, Mitch McConnell will probably support that too. Yeah. Like this He just doesn't care. He doesn't care about Republican voters. He doesn't care about this country. All he cares about is keeping himself in power and continuing to get rich off of China.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and I mean Mitch McConnell is—I mean—he's got to be close to eighty, if he isn't already. He's like—I
0: think he's like over eighty. Like, yeah. I don't understand like a lot of these people. Like, you're fucking old as shit. He's actually exactly eighty. It's like you're old as shit and you're fucking rich. Like, fucking retire. Just go fishing, <laughs> I, if, man. If I was—if I was eighty and had the money Mitch McConnell did, I would like—I'd be on a boat in the middle of the Bahamas. I wouldn't yes. be doing this shit.
1: I know. It's like you don't need it. You don't like he just hates Republican voters so much that he won't. Get, like I don't know if he's just driven by spite for his own the people that elect him. I, I don't know. It's crazy, man. But it's like you know he's not gonna be around forever. He's 80 years old. But like is John Cornyn any better? Like who's gonna replace him? Cornyn, Rick Scott. I mean Rick Scott's okay. You know I don't know. But like who like who's in line? I mean they're not gonna make Mike Lee, or Rand Paul, majority leader. There's no way. So it's like I don't even know if it's going to get any better. I mean, I I don't I have no faith in John Corden when he takes power, which he I I have to assume he will. He's kind of next in line.
0: Yeah, I don't is I uh, I don't. I think he's not in leadership anymore, though. I think oh, really? Because Thune got elected the whip. He, oh, that's right. That's right. The whip is now Thune, who's like you know just as bad. Like we have such yeah, He's as just bad as bad. <laughs> we have some bad people leading us in the Senate. Like I know. Like the new leadership, like the, it's Thune, and then it's like Joni Ernst. Like yeah. all the like we I don't I don't know there's nothing that would change.
1: I know, I know. Like these the like we find the most unimpressive people and put them in leadership. It's, yeah, I, I just don't understand. I don't well, understand it.
0: Yeah, but I mean the the silver lining though is that like the the, the Republican senators that got elected are are legit. Like you know J D Vance is a legit victory. He'll be a fighter. And yeah. you know Ted Bud. Former yep. freedom, he was a freedom caucus guy, and he's now senator elect from North Carolina. Yep, will be a legit fighter. Katie Britt in Alabama is a legit fighter. Yep, like you know, you know, the solution to this is just elect all of our future elections. We should, we need to elect people who get it and understand what time it is. And eventually, there won't be any of these dumb neocons left.
1: Yeah, yeah, I know. It's just like walking that tightrope of just finding true disruptors who can actually win. You know? Yeah, cuz like this last time we went all disruptors and like 20% of them could actually win <laughs> could actually win. And so it's my like take on,
0: My take on that is that like people will vote for a disruptor. They just can't be insane. Like if yeah. you like Doug Mastriano is certainly what you would call a disruptor. He was also certifiably insane. Yeah. And he lost by 14 points. JD Vance, on the other hand, is a legit disruptor. Yeah. And he won because he's a normal guy. Like,
1: well, J.D. Van- Vance, Trump. too, J.D. Vance, too, he did something really well in the middle of his campaign. Like, right around, um, like, August, September, when it's really go time and you really got to buckle down and, and and get disciplined, he did. Because he was struggling. He was down in the polls for a while um, to Tim Ryan, and he was really, you know, he was, uh like, he was just doing, like, the Trump playbook, like, talking about the southern border and, like, breaking up big tech and stuff like that. And, like, Ohioans are like, we don't care. Like, that's just, like, if you're in Ohio, that's like, like, you don't, like, I I care about securing the southern border and stopping this invasion, obviously, but, like, that's because I'm, a like, a national political commentator. Not You know, I'm not just speaking for, like, the interests of Ohioans. There's only one demographic in Ohio that cares about illegal immigrants, and those are the farmers who want more of them to work (laughs) the harvest in the fall. So it's like, but somebody sat J.D. down and was like, hey, man, like bro you're not running in Texas <laughs> like you are running for the senate in Ohio and he just like focused on the economy focused on Joe Biden and just like really tightened up you know like batting down the hatches and yeah he won huge i mean he won by like what 11 i think like he ended up was, doing really well so it was, you know, it like was, i think it was a little less i think it was 8 oh that's right that's right yeah it was dewine that won big he won by like yeah. 25 or something crazy but um, but yeah, it's like, you know, that that's that's those are the kind of candidates we need people that can actually like correct course people yeah. that can actually read the room and be like, oh, shoot, like I got to actually change. You know what I mean? And that's like it, and I liked Carrie Lake as a candidate a lot. But like she didn't do that at all. I mean, she just like front to back was just like talking about how much she loves Donald Trump, <laughs> you know, yeah. and like the 2020 election and voter fraud and voters have told Republicans over and over. To Shut up about that stuff. Like voters just like even if I agree with it, voters just don't want it. They don't want to hear it. They've moved on. And like so where J.D. Vance was able to pivot and like change his campaign strategy, people like Carrie Lake weren't able to do that and they paid the price. So it's like, you know, I I hope there's a lot of lessons to be learned. Like, you know, there's no moral you know, there's no victories and losses. I'd rather win, you know. But, like, I really hope people can look at, like, the Vance campaign, the Bud campaign, and, like, and you know, juxtapose that with some of these failed campaigns and be like, okay, we actually have a blueprint, how we can actually be disruptors, actually be America first and still win. You know what I mean? Because, like, the blueprint's there. I just hope these these candidates yeah. in the next cycle can read the room and figure it out.
0: Yeah, you're right. Like, basically, it's the way I see it is P- people with con- who have convictions like that one, like people, like you know, you had all these establishment people saying that this was like an indictment of of populism, an indictment of America First, and whatever, and it, it, it and it wasn't. Like the people who lost are the people who could who, who were essentially who, who, like I said, J.D. Vance nor- got relatable guy, normal guy, believe America First fighter, he won. Carrie Lake, you know, you know, firebrand talking about election, about the, c- continuing to talk about Trump in the 2020 election. She lost like the like, you know, Ron DeSantis, who legit disruptor, you know, normal dude that people like and can relate to, you know, governs to the right significantly. He won. Right. Um. You know, Mastriano, crazy motherfucker, <laughs> <by> 14 points. <laughs> right. Like the blue, like it's a clear, it's a clear blueprint, like, like you said, and 100%. I think you know, we we I hope we learn these lessons by 2024 because the map, in, the Senate map in 2024 is insanely favorable to Republicans.
1: Yeah, yeah, man. If the GOP doesn't just completely screw this up, and if voters don't just completely nominate just morons who can't win, I mean, we could pick up like eight seats. We, like could. we could, we could really clean up. I mean, the map is like, and we've got Sherrod Brown up in Ohio. That's winnable, you know, especially in a presidential election year. I mean, the only reason why he's still in office is because six years ago, Josh Mandel had a, a meltdown, let's just say, in his personal life and uh, had to drop out of the race, what, a month before the election? You know, we have John Tester up in Montana. I mean, goodness, if we can't beat that clown. I mean, it's Montana, for goodness sakes. I mean, like, yeah, the Senate map does look great. It's just, yeah. I mean, I don't know, man. Like, Republicans can mess anything up, so it's like I'm never too confident, but it's like— Man, I don't know. I don't know. There's one one more thing uh, we have to mention before I let you go, Greg. Um, Back to the Twitter files. It wasn't just the FBI paying Twitter to censor Republicans. Obviously, that's bad enough. But the Pentagon and the CIA were paying Twitter and using Twitter, um, and let's be honest, all other social media platforms as well, um, to spread blatant pro-war propaganda. I mean, and just side note, dude, say whatever you want about Elon Musk, but we needed this information. I mean, if all we get out of this Musk Twitter purchase is the Twitter files, it was all worth it. I mean, we now know your government is paying social media companies to boost pro-war propaganda accounts. I mean, your taxpayer dollars are being used on social media to make sure that more of your taxpayer dollars will continue to be used to slaughter civilians in foreign countries. I mean, this is about—like, if this is— yeah like you said earlier, the democracy that the Democrats love so much, where can I opt out? Because this is about as bad as it gets?
0: yeah, and like what was what was crazy about the, this drop is that a lot of a lot of the accounts that the Pentagon was running were they were using it to spread pop propaganda about the Saudi war in Yemen, yeah, like not even a war, like a hot war that America's involved in, just a war. A war between two countries, like I guess you could call one our ally, but one and but it's a war where thousands and thousands of civilians have died.
1: Five hundred thousand.
0: Yeah, and like and the Pentagon was operating accounts in order, like, just propaganda about this war. Yeah, it's you know this is what your government, your government is doing, with with your tax dollars. Like while the FBI was working with Twitter to censor us, you know the Pentagon. Was basically just running an online, su- they were running psychological influence ops on the internet to support war, yeah. fully like with fully with the support of big tech companies.
1: And it didn't even work. I mean, no, no, nobody wants to continue funding this war of genocide in Yemen, you know, and like it, it's just to show how evil and corrupt our government is. I mean, like obviously the, the the propaganda didn't even work i mean this isn't popular policy if you polled americans hey should we keep sending billions of dollars to you, to uh i almost said ukraine to the saudis to to keep slaughtering yemeni civilians women and kids to keep bombing schools and hospitals they're going to say no <laughs> you know what i mean and then yeah. finally um a bipartisan group of senators led by bernie sanders cuz he's the budget chairman um to his credit the only good thing he's done ever um, but with, you know, Mike Lee and Rand Paul and, and some of the good guys, um, they finally, they were trying to initiate a vote in the Senate, um, a, a Yemen war powers vote, just to decide whether or not we're going to keep funding this war. And the Biden regime called Bernie Sanders and threatened him and made him cancel the vote. So the vote didn't even happen. I mean, it's like our government is so committed to war. And and this, this war, like you said, it's not even a hot war we're in, we're involved in. Um, it, it does not matter. It, it doesn't matter at all. It does not make a difference to U.S. security. There's no—I don't even think the propagandists could come up with like a any kind of reason why this would possibly affect America in any conceivable way. But the government is so committed to continuing this war, they won't even—the regime won't even allow a vote on whether or not Congress should keep funding this. And, of course, Bernie just folds like a lawn chair like he always does. That dude has no balls. Bernie Sanders has no balls. He's just a corporate Democrat like the rest of them. But, yeah, man, it's just pathetic. Question, one question for you before I let you go. How many, what percentage of these Ukraine flag Twitter accounts are CIA? Half. half. I think a lot of them. That was yeah, my man. first thought. When I know, I, me too. When me this, too. That
0: was literally my first thought. It's like how many of these, like, accounts that you'll randomly get into your mentions yeah, dude. When, you, yep. when you criticize Ukraine are yeah. being run by the U.S. government? Probably a lot of them. A
1: lot. You know they are. Yeah, I mean, I know. I'm, like, I'm never going to see those comments again without immediately thinking it's a Fed. It's like, I, know, uh, I
0: know, I can't, I won't either.
1: Yeah, man. Greg, my brother, thanks for doing this, man. Let's do it again soon. Where can everybody uh, keep in touch, follow you on Twitter, all that good stuff?
0: Uh, yeah, I'm Greg underscore Price 11 on Twitter and also Instagram. Um, yeah, I, I mean, my election, the election's ended, but, you know, new Congress coming up. The fight will continue. And I hope everybody has a Merry Christmas.
1: Absolutely. Everybody follow Greg. He's great. That's all I got for today. I'm Brady Leonard. I will be, actually, Merry Christmas. I'm off next week because nobody listens to podcasts between Christmas and New Year's. But I'll be back on, uh, what is it, January 2nd or 3rd, something like that. Uh, Merry Christmas, everybody. No gimmicks.